And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Gwen Stacio. She is a financial coach, a speaker, a business enthusiast, and a published author of the book, Pivot to Purpose. I cannot wait to talk to her today about how we can design the life we truly want and what are the steps to get there? What does that look like? So I'd like to welcome her today. Welcome, Gwen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Absolutely. Can you start off with just telling us a little bit about what has your you know, journey to design this life that you're really passionate about? What has that looked like? You know, What did you do before and how have you stepped into designing your life? Yeah, sure. I, so what did I do before? This is, this is so fun. I love this conversation. I went to school for eight years to become a doctor of audiology. So I worked in a few different offices. Uh, I tried, you know, I was working in a hospital and I didn't love it. So I said, let me, let me pivot and try something else. And maybe I'll like it a little bit more. I moved on to a private practice, still didn't feel like I had my spot. So I moved on to one more place. And it finally took me to the third office to realize like, hey, you know what? It might not be where you're working that you don't like. Yeah. It might just be what you're doing that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was huge for me and, and actually something that was really hard for me to face. Number one, I think I didn't want to let down my parents, which is silly, right? Because I was 30 years old. But my parents were so proud of me when I graduated. Yeah. And, you know, my mom was like, oh, you're a doctor now. You've got to put your doctor on credit card and doctor on this. And, you know, it's it's just yeah. that heart feeling that you don't want to let people down. And also, it sometimes kind of feels like you're letting yourself down too. Or at yeah. least that was my initial mindset. Mm-hmm. But what happened to me while I was working in that last place that I had tried was I was coming back from maternity leave, my first baby. Um, my boss had called me and he basically took $15,000 off my salary. Hmm. And then he said, I'll see you next week. And um, that was the first time that I realized like, I'm not in charge of my money. I'm working to fulfill someone else's dream. Yeah. And that was like the very first time that I thought to myself, I have got to start dreaming for me. And really take a grip on my life and do the things that I really want to do. That's where I first realized that I could dream and do something else. Yeah. So what did that look like for you? You know, you, you have this huge shock, you know, the rug kind of pulled under you that, you know, a part of your income is being taken away and you can do nothing about it at that point, at that moment in, yeah. in time. And you're a new mom. So what did that look like, that journey from that moment? And you start thinking like, you know what? I don't want this to happen to me again. Like I want to feel secure that as I build my income, right. That I, you know, or my finances that I have control over it. And so Mm. what did that look like getting from that or going from that moment to, you know, fast forward, you know, the next Sure. I mean, I actually didn't even really know what I was doing. Um, I just knew that I wanted to explore something different. And coincidentally, at the same time, 
a network marketing company had landed in my lap. And what that network marketing company gave me was a vision. And it allowed me to see women who were working for themselves, who were making their own money, who were working their own time, and they were staying home with their kids. And I was like, well, dang it. I don't want to stay home with my kids all the time, but I want the option, right? I want to have as much time as I want to have with my kids, but also send them to school if I want to. Right. I want that option. And so not only did the products, the products were a high vibing kind of product. So they allowed me to grow in frequency in my body and in my mind, but also just being connected with that community of women who kind of led by an example for me, showed me that this was possible. That's what really got me going and figuring out, all right, my first step is just to make up that 15 grand. Can I do it in a year? And I did. And that was like, aha. Okay. I can see this now. Right. That's amazing. And yeah, I, I, I have, you know, read through your book and I know you talk about, um, you know, stepping into that journey and I have lots of, I mean, I, I also use, cause I think some of what you were doing was uh, essential oils, right? Based. With essential oils. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it might've been other stuff too, but, and I have lots of friends that do that as well. And, you know, I use them wholeheartedly as well. So much, uh, I definitely align with that, but I also know a lot of women that have done, just like you said, they're in some company of network marketing, not all just in that area. And a lot of them have done really well for themselves. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it is amazing to see that that was, that's one other option, right. For people, right. There's lots of paths sure. we can take. That's one option, but I think you're so right. It, it's so much about community and so much about finding people that are where you're at or where you're going in, or some, so some can be, you know, ahead and some can be at your level and some below, but one, you start seeing what's possible. And two, you start supporting mm. each other to get to that, that information, that education or that learning, right. Which yeah. I know you talk yes. about that quite a bit as well. Yeah. And so I love that you share that, you know, that it started opening your eyes to these opportunities and that you really had control over making income on your time and on your terms. Yep. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's like these women and they're not all women, but they were, they were a lot of women. And sometimes you just, sometimes as a mom and even as a woman, like it's, it's hard to think about being the go-getter because you know that you've got the kids at home and you've got to go to work and come home and make dinner and put them to bed and then do the same thing over and over again. And you, you almost start to think like there's no break in that cycle mm-hmm. until your kids leave the house. Yeah. And I really want women to know that that doesn't have to be the way that it is because it's so much more empowering to create your own time yeah. and create your own future than it is to be stuck. If you feel stuck and not everyone feels stuck in that position, But if you do feel stuck that there are those options and it does require you kind of getting out of your own way sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the first thing I'd say is from your perspective, how, how do we, if we realize we kind of reflect on our lives a little bit and realize we're at a point for whatever reason that either we're like, gosh, I really want to make money. But like you said, I want to stay home with my kids or maybe my kids are older, Mm -hmm. but I feel unfulfilled in my job, right? Maybe mm. I make great income, but I'm, I'm just, I'm not fulfilled in some way. How do we start figuring out how we step into something? And how do we even figure out that there's other possibilities? Because some people yeah. tell me that they're like, I was, I went to school to be a teacher. I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. I never even knew what else was out there because I never even entertained it. 
you know, and yes. now that person I was interviewing them, they now do something else, but it took a long time, like 15 years before mm. they realized like there's a whole wide world out here, you know, and yeah. she wasn't ever getting to go have lunch with her kids. And she was, could never mm. take a vacation in the fall because of teacher mm. schedules. Well, now she works for herself remotely and she can do all those things. Right. But mm-hmm. it, it took her even starting to digest ideas and information, right. Listening to podcasts and books or to your point, being in a community where she started her, I started opening. So how, what yeah. would you suggest we do if we start thinking, maybe I want something to change here? Yeah. And I think it does start with those things. It starts with, okay, there's a whole world of, it's recognizing that there is another world that's possible first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I don't know like what comes first, you know, we, if I think back to me, I connected with people who were doing something different first. Mm-hmm. And so that allowed me to kind of um, like dig a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. okay, so what are they doing that's different? And can, can I start to do that? And how are they learning about these opportunities? Well, they were listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. they were reading books. And so I started to do the same thing. Well, let me go listen to those podcasts and mm-hmm. let me go listen to those books. And it, it might take you time to figure out what it is exactly that you want to do. But when you get to listen to other people, I, I have this mentor. uh, Have you heard of Eric Worre before? I I don't think so. Eric Worre. He's fantastic. He's a huge in the network marketing space. He's huge. Uh But what he always says is success leaves clues. Mm -hmm. So if you listen to other people's stories, they leave clues about how they figured out where they want to be and how they started a path to this. So it really is just listening to other people, connecting with other people, um, stepping outside of your comfort zone. Maybe, maybe you know that you're, uh, you really like to be active outside and you would love to have a job that allowed you to be outside all the time. And maybe you want to lead kids on hikes every day. Like, let's go find somebody who's doing that mm-hmm. and ask them questions or read a book. I guarantee you, there's definitely, there's so many books in the entire world. There's yeah. no way that there's not a podcast or a book about somebody who started doing that. <laughs> right. You know, so that's where I would start. It's, it's, it's knowing, you know what, you know, what's helpful too is getting really clear on what you value. Yeah. I think that's really important for people because look at all this time we spend in school. I, I just think back to my guidance counselor telling me like, well, you suck at math, so you can't go do this <laughs> career you're going to have to pivot and do something else. And like, but there was no talk about anything else outside of what kind of job you could have, except for what was a, um, you know, what I could fit into in a, in a, in a college. Here's your choices. This is the list of your undergraduate degrees. Pick from these. Right. hundred percent. It's very limiting. Yeah. And entrepreneur (laughs) is not on there. Right. So it's really understanding who you are, what you love, Mm-hmm. what you value. Yeah. And um, sometimes that just takes meditation and time and thought. Yeah. And a couple of things that you made me kind of think of there. One was what you said about the quote from Eric is it's really like the more you, we expose ourselves to, right? The more we're planting yeah. seeds for our own growth. And so yeah. those little nuggets, right? That minute, it, sometimes we get aha right then, right? We hear a story, we listen to something and it clicks or little bits click click little signals, but over time, those start really forming into something more, right? We can start seeing the picture clearer, if you will. So that was the first thing I thought of when you said that, which 
the yeah. more we the more we learn, the more we're going to see what we resonate with and what we don't, right? So that's the first Absolutely. thing. There are more yep. clues, like you said, and, and signals. And the other thing I wanted to mention is when you were talking about that, like, what do we love? You know, what don't we love? What would we change in our lives? Like if we really take time, and like you said, this doesn't necessarily happen in one afternoon. We just kind of say, here's my flag in the ground. I mean, sometimes that might be true because we've been thinking about it. But, you know, I just recently recorded a podcast episode. I haven't released it yet. It's just a mini episode. And I basically said, like, you need to date yourself. Like literally, if you've never sat at a restaurant by yourself, you've never gone to a bookstore by yourself like you but if we are always with someone else my tendency can be sometimes to be a people pleaser right like oh where do you want to go to dinner or you know but I think sometimes we forget if no one was around what would we pick and so I think it's really important to make sure we don't always try to just be so accommodating that we forget what we truly want because we've just been what do our kids need what do they want if we're yes. married, what does our spouse need? What do they want? Mm. What's our friends want to do? Because maybe they're the stronger choice person, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, the date yourself is like, we really need to get to know ourselves again. If we've kind of put that, you know, we've kind of put ourselves on in the back seat. Yeah. And I think that's really important because I think a lot of people find in their 30s and their 40s and 50s that maybe we have kind of ignored a lot of what we really wanted. You know, we mm. kind of just said, well... Like you said, this is, this is a good life. There's nothing wrong with this, but no one ever said it had to be good. It it can be Mm -hmm. exceptional if we let it, if we really Mm. step into it. That's true. And, and I, I've had this conversation so many times with moms specifically, because, you know, I'll ask them like, what is your why? Why are you here? And, and this is not a bad answer. I don't want people to think about this as a bad answer, but this is kind of like an, a, a cough out answer most of the time mm-hmm. because people will say, I'm doing it for my kids, yeah. but you can't do that right? because what happens when your kids are grown and they leave the house mm-hmm. and then who are you going to do it for? Yep. You have 100%. to for the full time, do it for yourself, which means that you have to date yourself and figure out who you are and what you really want. Yes. Of course you provide life for your kids. You birth them or you right. adopt them or you had them, whatever. Yeah. Yes, of course you live for them every single day, but you have to, it's like pulling the oxygen mask down. You've got to do yourself first. Yeah. It's got to be you. Absolutely. And, you know, to that point, I think, you know, so many people in hindsight say it's when I actually said, I'm going to pursue what I'm passionate about, what I really want, that your kids, you were such a good example for them, right? Yes. You often have, you're creating a better legacy for them. And then also a lot of times more for financial freedom, actually, you know, or security when we actually step into what we really are meant to do or what we're really good at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. What about for people that, you know, they may be making fine income right now. They may be doing something that they like, but they might not. Cause I know you mentioned in your book, 50% of people dislike their jobs, which yeah. might be even higher at this point. I don't know. It children. could be. <laughs> We're in the mass exodus. Yes. I know we are. What's that called? <clears throat> the great resignation, right? I yes. Right now. Uh-huh. But so how do we, um, any advice on how do we figure out what we're really meant to do? I think people have an idea, but they're not sure how to connect it. They feel it's like disparate. Yeah. It's trying. It's just trying different things and being okay with knowing that you're in just a process of trying. Mm -hmm. You know, we, when we go to school and we commit to something, like I committed to eight years of school 
I had to commit to eight years of school. Like just thinking about that. It's so painful. <laughs> um, but, but that's the thing is it took me eight years of school and then working in the field for eight years to really kind of figure out that it wasn't my 100% passion. And I want people to be okay with number one, spending money on yourself and investing in that time and knowing that every single spend is worth it. And knowing that you might go down a path for a couple of years and then be like, this isn't it. And that's okay. Cause you learned so much on that path. Like I don't regret going to school. I learned so much in that time, met people connected, you know, all the things. Um, but it is really just, just trying things out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And support is so important. If you have a spouse, if you have friends, it's just talking about things because as soon as you start talking about them, people will go, Oh, I have a friend who, you know, does such and such. Let me connect you guys and you can have a conversation. And it's all about that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, actually, you know, they say it's not until you, as you're doing stuff, you're stepping into it. When you tell people, especially if you're really excited about something, even if you're brand new at it, people literally are attracted to that. I mean, they literally want to jump on that bandwagon and help you, right? When they Mm. say, oh my gosh, you know, Gwen or Kristen, they're so excited about this thing that they're getting into that they're doing. People want to help you because they're, because it's easy to know then what you're doing. Like you're clear on it at the moment. It doesn't mean it won't change. And you're excited about it, right? You have this great Mm -hmm. energy and people literally want to help that. It's when we're kind of, we tell no one and we're kind of like, "Mm, I don't know. And that's okay. Yeah. We've all been through those steps, but once we have an idea of what we want to try, even people will help us. They will connect us yeah. because to your point, we like helping each other. If we know yeah. how we can help each other. Yeah, exactly. And I, I would want to be able to help my friends. I would want them not to not talk to me. Definitely. Right. Give, you know, right. throw me all your ideas. Let's see who I have that I can, people want to help people. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So what would you say, um, would be, you know, maybe the couple things that you find people are like, why aren't we pivoting into our purpose? Like what, what's holding us back and how do we maybe, I mean, we talked about some of it, but how do we, what's holding us back? And then how do we try to step out of that? What's holding us back, I think is, um, it's hard. It's so hard in education. Our, our education system is just taking us down this one lane road and it's, it's teaching our kids that there's only these options and we're not really getting to see, or our kids are not really getting to see what else is out there. And it's not taught to us as an option. And I think that's a shame because there's so many people who've created careers for themselves based off of things that they love. I mean, there's, there are people out there who like to pick up dog poop and heck they are making money going around and being the dog scooper pooper. So you can literally (laughs) do anything, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I I do think that our education system is holding us back in in being able to really show our children what's, what's possible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think most of us, I mean, maybe it's changing and I don't, I don't know that it's not changing enough, I should say, but I do think for many of us, you know, whether thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, yeah, we really did just see, you know, kind of like a, a singular path, you know, mm. and maybe like my mom, you know, had her own business, things like that. But it was still like, well, can she make millions of dollars though, right? Like she wasn't right. that big of an entrepreneur, you know what I mean? So right. she was, she made money, but it wasn't to that level because back then mm. there was less women making that that kind of income on their own, you know, just solo yep. type people. 
But now there's a lot more women, right, that have been coming up making a, a very, I mean, a lot more than a many, 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 many men. Yep. Yes. And, you know, so I think when there's more examples, but I do agree with you that less people know about the possibilities if they aren't already open to the possibilities. Right? Like yeah. it's almost like you have to be open to seek it, you know, which is through right. education and learning and connecting. But you're right. A lot of the youth, you know, whereas we now have had time to kind of figure out, oh, wait, hold on. I could, I'm either out of necessity or, mm. you know, I have no choice because I lo- you lose your job. Yeah, or because you want to change your life. We then mm-hmm. realize, like, let's seek something else. But I do agree. I have three uh, teenage, well, or one's now an adult. He's over 18, but two teenage sons and the, the adult son. And I do still think that they're they're still being taught that, you know, and I try to show them different, but it's really hard, you know, because I'm mom. I'm not, you know, right. I'm not what they're listening to in that way, you know? Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, on the good side of that, though, too, is that, with the internet and with podcasts and like the work that you're doing, it's so much more prevalent now. I mean, we didn't have podcasts when we were in school, right? That's right. but the kids coming up now do. So it's like, there's almost more opportunities for them to be able to learn. And I think more of them are. And I, and I do think that we are starting to see some more ideas coming out, coming out of these kids as, as what they can do. That might not be that straight and narrow. Like this is the only option. So Right. Um, it's part of the reason why I had to write the book. You know, I, I knew I needed it to be an example for my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I, I needed more moms to be like, Hey, okay. And now I can take that and I, I can be the example for my kids. Right. Right. Absolutely. And and I do think you're right. Well, I think the education system's not helping our kids. Like it's not changed. I do right. think the content they can get outside of the education system on these are devices and on the computers is limitless at this point. Yeah. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. 100% agree with you. So what would you say to us about um, like writing our own rules? Like how do we realize we don't have to follow anybody else's roadmap. We can really mm. create our own. And what, what might that look like? Like how do we yeah. take steps towards that? That, that was a harsh reality for me. Just, you know, you, you, you grow up trying to please people. That's what you do in school, right? you raise your hand when you have the good answer and you want to answer correctly and you get the hundred on the test and you want to please your parents with your report card. I mean, we, we just spend all this time pleasing other people. So when you're not working to please other people and you realize that you actually get to write the rules of your own life, you're like, Oh, okay. So what do I want my rules to be? Mm -hmm. And I think that comes back around to the values again, values are just so important. You know what? what is it <laughs> that you value? It, it's, it's different for everybody, but when you get to, you know, we can, we can be so distracted by the entrepreneur world because we can, on, on one side, we can think like, I'm only successful if right. I make a million dollars. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that is a rule that somebody made up for themselves right. that now you're taking on just because. So if you're successful, if you write your own rules and you're like, you know what, I'm successful when I get out of bed and I put my feet on the floor, mm-hmm. it literally changes the way that your mindset works when you get up in the morning yeah. and you will be successful and feel successful just by doing that thing, waking up, taking a breath and putting your feet on the floor. Right. It's work, mindset work. And I think it just comes back to those values again. They're yeah. so important. Yeah. I, you know, 
to that point, and I just recently was talking about this, we have to define what success means for us. And that doesn't just mean a monetary number. Success might mean in the season I'm in, I want to be able to, like, for instance, I just, I had an earlier interview and I had some other work than this call, but then I went and my son's like, can you pick me up from the rec center? You know? So yeah, I'll be right there. Right. So the point is, is flexibility, being able to have, you know, work from home or from wherever, all of those things for me, part of my definition is part of success, right? Yes, of course it would be supporting yourself or your family or (laughs) like, you know, making enough money at least to pay the bills. Now, some people obviously might want that times 10, you know, for the income piece, but success isn't just a monetary number. It's what do you want your life to look like? You know, because if we don't have that vision for it, we can't design it to be that. Yes. Um, And the other thing, when you were talking about like how we have, we, we kind of get, you know, this roadmap, but then we think we have to follow other people's examples. Mm. I was almost thinking of a castle and I don't mean like a princess that's trying to be rescued in a castle. I was thinking of a castle because I was thinking it's about expansion, you know, and it's about mindset. And what I mean is you go from one small room in the castle and then you open the next door and you think like, Oh, see, look, it's, there's more opportunity here. There's more, but then you realize that's only the next room. You literally Mm -hmm. could open the door, go outside and you could design the castle from scratch or the mm-hmm. world from scratch. And so I think that's, it takes time to, to uncover those layers and those mindsets yes. for us to realize that everything's available to us, not just like the next room. You know, you know it's so funny you said it like that because uh, when I teach uh, my financial coaching, that's what we talk about. We talk about building this fortress uh-huh. from the bottom up though, from a blueprint, yeah. you know? And it's like, you're literally designing each door and each stairway and each room and what's right. available to you mm-hmm. in this process. And so it is that journey right. that you kind of go through and building, building your own house, you know, it's, it's exactly. the floors, the window, it's everything. Like we get to choose it all, every yeah. little bit. And I think a lot of times yeah. we just think I get to buy which house on the street do I want right. instead of yeah. <laughs> I literally can create everything, you know, where is it mm-hmm. pat and what does it look like? And how do the rooms connect? And so, yeah, and I love that. Yes. And I think if, I think it takes time for us to get there mentally, right? But I think if we start realizing that, you know, or uh, believing that really we can, really can design life the way yeah. we want it to look like mm-hmm. it's our schedules, where we live, what we do, all of it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think too important, like if you build yourself a house and you in five years don't, right. don't love that house, you can build right. another one, right? That's right. It, it, or add an addition, like you, you get to change your values and you change your mind and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Well, hundred percent because you, your, your values obviously might tweak or change or shift, but also where you're at in life and what you want and what you need, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you yep. needed a bigger house when your kids are young, or maybe you need a bigger house when they're, they're older so they can come visit with their families or whatever right. your priority is. But so absolutely, you know, yeah. it doesn't mean we have to live in the same house forever. You know, we can, yep. we can change our mind. Yeah. Um, I did think it was cool. I know in the book you talk about, uh, and I know it's not, I mean, I've heard this example multiple ways. It was, you were talking about the, is it the Ula guys? And obviously you can yeah. explain who that is, but you know, they're talking about the Skittles and the oranges. And I know I've heard the rock version of that yes. before, yeah. but I think it was interesting in our conversations context because, you know, we, you know, obviously my audience, it's more female centered, lots of, you know, more moms, uh, not all, but so, you know, have stepping through some of the same stuff we've stepped through. So can you just kind of give us the explanation of the Skittles and the oranges? And then how does that apply to our, our life and kind of hitting our goals? Yeah, sure. 
Um, the Ula guys, by the way, are, are the two guys who really started me on this path. They're one of the first books that I read back in 2015 that allowed me to see that I could create my own reality and, and dream my own life into existence. And they teach on this concept called Skittles and Oranges. And it's all about uh, our priorities in our life and what we're working towards. So every single day we get up and we have this to-do list. And some of those things in our to-do list are things that have to be done, like feed our family, do the laundry, you know, go grocery shopping. They're not necessarily the things that we want to do, but they keep the house going. However, we kind of let those to-do list things consume our day Mm -hmm. when those things don't really push us closer to any goal that we're working on. Mm -hmm. So when we're clear on our goals and what we're going towards, we can actually pick action steps in our day, at least three a day, that push us towards that goal. So if you're like, I'm unsure, I think I want to pivot and change where I am, but I, I, you know, I don't really know what I want to do. Part of your action steps are going to be, you know, I'm going to listen to this podcast today while I'm folding laundry. I'm going to connect with so-and-so who, you know, Kristen connected me with and, you know, some other action step. Those things would be like definitive oranges. And those are going to be your action steps that get you closer to your goal. What's important in the day is not to fill your entire vase with Skittles, which are your daily to dos, and then try to fit your oranges in. Because what happens is your oranges don't fit. So you get all your laundry done, you get all your food shopping done, you're like, yes, I checked the box on so many things. And then you go to do the stuff that actually pushes you towards your goals and they don't fit in your day. Mm -hmm. So instead, we talk about switching priorities. And focusing on doing those three action steps a day that get you closer to your goals. And then fitting in the Skittles all in between. Because they both fit in the jar when you do it that way. But it allows you to take aligned action towards the things that you actually want to accomplish. And not just fill your day with the stuff that does need to be done. Yeah, busyness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And I actually want to add to that. I cannot remember off the top of my head what book this was, but or maybe it was a podcast. But someone was talking or helping a woman. Oh, actually, I do. It was um, it was Gay Hendricks' book, the the Big Leap. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, okay. I think the examples in this book. So, and I don't remember like the person's name or whoever he called her. But he's basically helping a woman who she I think she's she might be at home mostly right now, but she wants to be a writer or maybe she even wrote one book, but now she hasn't been able to get the second book out. And then he he talks to her about her schedule for the day. And she says, oh, no, writing's like my top priority. But when he looked at her schedule, they went through it. She never prioritized exactly what you're talking about. Her mm-hmm. orange of writing yeah. always came after all her obligations to her yes. family. And so yes. instead of scheduling in at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. or 6 a.m. writing every day consistently, mm-hmm. she would just think, well, if I get to writing which would never happen. And so months and months passed and she made no progress and she couldn't figure out why, because she wasn't assessing her schedule. She just felt like she was trying to make an effort to write, but it really was not an actionable item she was taking every day. But that example to me, was like, ding, 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 like, hello, that makes so much sense because we have intentions, but without the action, there won't be movement. Right. Right. Yep. No. Yeah. And without really being clear on what your goal is, you can't take action. Right. 
Well, and I think too, um, in the, I, I think you actually talked about this in the book. We have to have accountability though, because if we never, if we think, oh, I'm looking at my schedule, but I never, no one else ever reviewed it or I never talked to anybody about like, oh, well, did I hit my goal for the day or the week? If I never review that with anyone, I may be missing it or keeping a blind eye to it. Like I'm overlooking it. And so yes. I think whether it's an accountability partner, you know, a coach, it doesn't matter. It can even just be you telling your spouse or it can be sure. you going into a community online and just putting out your, your actionable item and intention. And then at the end of the week, like, did I do it? It can yeah. even be on your calendar. If you have, I know I have a spot for different things. Like what am I grateful for? And I think like wins, but making sure at the end of the week, did I, did I accomplish those things? You know, and if I did, yeah. what do I need to change next week? The accountability is huge. And, and I will say, so the Ula guys created this great little um, app and framework that allows people to put down their goals uh-huh. and then track their action steps every day. And one of the biggest parts of that is not just having that app because, you know, you, you, you have that in your pocket, but it's the community of people. It's the other people who are also taking steps. You can see how many other people in the community have taken steps today. And that kind of motivates you to be like, oh, I should step it up literally right. step it up, you know, take my steps and the connection in the, in the groups that we have and talking to people and seeing what they're doing that alone would help you see, Oh, that person is, I don't know, trying to pivot out of this career and go into this career. I never thought about that as an option. Maybe that's something I would like to do, you know? So, yeah. um, there's so many opportunities in the community aspect and support. Yeah. I love that. And the, the other thing I'd say too is with this example and just like that lady example is I just want to make the point that I think a lot of people, especially women and moms, feel guilty if they commit time regularly mm-hmm. to something other than their family, even if they have, whether they have a full-time career or part-time or they're just at home. So many women I've known over the years, they feel guilty taking time away for themselves, whether it's for building something new or growing your business, or, you know, maybe it's a side gig so that you can see if you can make that into a full-time thing. And I just want to say to those people, we should not feel guilty for trying to design a life we want to better our lives and to be a better example, you know, to the people around us. Yes. And it's never too late either. Right. Right. Yeah. We we have to take the time, which means that you have to prioritize it, but it's got to happen. Yeah. So let me ask you any last resources that you have uh, that you would mention or as well, just any last um, things you'd like to just, you know, share with us. Yeah. um, You know, I, I mentioned before, the reason why I wrote my book is I just, I want to empower women. I want them to see that they have a voice, that their ideas are amazing. And that we have this platform. We get to create our own platform. And I, I just want women to be so empowered with that because I always say, and I don't know, you know, where this first originated the saying, but um, money in the hands of good people will do good things. There's no shame in you wanting to change what you're doing or start something new and make really good money. It's powerful. And it's also teaching the next generation how to look at money differently and how to look at careers differently and what you could possibly do. There's, there's no end for what you could create in a career. 
And yeah, I, I just think that's so powerful. I, I love it. I, I need, I need the power of women. It's just, it, it literally lights me up to see women doing that. It's amazing. Me too. I love that. And to your point, it, it really does give us freedom, right? Time financially, but it also gives us freedom to choose how we want to spend that money. It gives us freedom to do things that, you know, to, 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 um, be generous to other people, right? So to your point, the more, you know, we come up, you know, we rise or we lift others up, right? Or hope, yes. I mean, as long as to your point, we're doing it with um, aligned, you know, at the right heart, if you will. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think most women typically, that's, that's where most women kind of fall if we've found, you know, that direction. Yeah. And, and just never think like, just because um, the men have always done the finances doesn't mean that you, you wouldn't be good at it. Right. Or, you know, or, or maybe the husband's always done the cooking and you think you'd never be good at it. Who it, you have an opportunity if you want to be right. good at whatever you want to, as long yeah. as you desire to do that thing. Mm, absolutely. And last thing I would say about that before you share, you know, how we can connect with you online. There's so many great women right now that are so successful, whether we're talking, you know, that they're just paying their bills or whether they're making millions or billions of dollars. There are so many women, women doing amazing things right now. They, many of them have podcasts, they have books, they have nonprofits, causes. Yeah. I mean, there's literally a limitless example at this point, you know, the, of women have been coming up in the last many years. So yeah. go seek out those examples. If you can't think of any, reach out to me, reach out to Gwen, where I would be happy to share some of those people with you. But uh, thank you, Gwen, for being with us today. How can people connect with you and learn about your book and all the wonderful things you're doing? Oh, awesome. So my website is royalhighness.com and it's R-O-I-L highness.com. And then you can also find me on Instagram. It's where I spend most of my time on social media. It is my first name dot my last name, which I know Kristen will have spelled out in the, the notes probably. So you can grab it right there. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing about your story and your book and empowering women because I am with you. It's uh, definitely something that gets me excited and makes me, you know, just want to do more of that work. So thanks again for sharing all your wisdom and your story with us today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Kristen. Absolutely. I am so glad that Glenn was on the show today as a guest to share her story of going to school for eight years to become a doctor of audiology and then realizing several years later, you know, a bit, you know, first baby in that maybe there's a different path for her. And I love it because I think so many of us, you know, go down one path and, and then we find there's many more paths that we're going to step onto or step off of over our lifetime. And I love that her book's called Pivot to Purpose because I think that's amazing. I think most of the time we're very close to maybe the work we want to do or it's connected in some way to work we might um, feel passionate and purposeful towards. But we have to be curious and we have to be willing to try new things. And I just want to share these words with you by Chase Jarvis in his book, Creative Calling. He says, no one is coming to save you. Experts are valuable when you're learning new skills, but neither experts nor institutions are going to nurture you, guide you, or make your creative dream a reality. You're on your own path. It's all up to you. This isn't a bad thing either. Your creativity gives you the capacity to design the life you want. Oh, and that is kind of the point. 
Uh, what he says at the end of this chapter is you don't need experts. You probably don't need school. What you do need is to create, learn, and repeat and listen to those urges and where the path wants to take you and step onto it. Once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us get discovered by more people. We'd also love your feedback. So email me at Kristen at KristenFitch.com or DM me on Instagram. I'm at Kristen Fitch. And let me know what ideas or ideas for shows or for guests that you have. I would love to hear from you. 